Hello, Tiyasi. Oh, hi, Dr. Waimi. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. You're yeah. going to pay. <laughs> Definitely, I'll pay. I'll pay with worry soup. I'll pay with starch. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, I'm so I'm so thankful that you're here. Finally, despite all the network huddles. I know, right? I know. Test your patience. Uh, I know, I know. So everyone, I would love to introduce you to Dr. Waimi. She's a mother, a wife, a doctor, and she's currently studying a PhD, which, I mean, it's amazing. The, the amount of work that she does is, is fantastic. Sometimes I wonder how she's able to balance every single thing that she does. And to add to that, both of us work on different projects together. And I would just love to say she's always on her toes, like, Every time she's calling me, oh, Tia, see, we need to do this and we need to do it now. She does every of our roles perfectly. I can't, I can't even, I can't sweat. Thank you, Dr. Mm -hmm. Waimi, for joining us. And again, I'd love to say that Dr. Waimi has a podcast and a vlog where she talks about different health issues, but she primarily talks that to mothers, <laughs> children. Yeah and well women basically on different health issues and she makes it very simple and easy for you to to understand so she's not telling us all of those big medical, <laughs> medical <laughs> she she brings it down to the layman layman's term so you know it, it was just important that we brought her on to talk about this topic which is the link between the environment and our health you know most times People leave environmental issues for environmentalists. I know some, some people will call us the, the tree organs, like if only environmentalists that should care about environmental issues. But more often than not, I've realized that now more than ever, everyone needs to care about environmental issues because whether we like it or not, these environmental issues affect our health directly or indirectly. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. So, I mean, let, let's just get right into it. I've got a couple of questions from some of my listeners. And this, the number one question is from a mother who asked that for a mother with kids, what cleaning materials can be used that are not harmful to the, to the health? Okay. Um, well, for starters, we we have not gotten to that point in Nigeria where we where we just go into a shop like an eco shop and say I want um eco products eco cleaning products. I don't think we've we've gotten there. So we can make do with our vin, our vinegar. Um, we can also make do with um lime or lemon. Be very careful with the vinegar as well. Keep it out of the reach of the children. So, and then maybe when you're cleaning, make sure the children are not there or you dilute the product so that it doesn't feel like it's too toxic for them to inhale or touch or wear masks or gloves if you feel like you really need to protect yourself, which of course is necessary. True. Yeah. Thank you for that. And so moving on, I know normally in our climb, we don't normally attribute illnesses to environmental factors. So it's just I, that I think basically it's because we don't have enough data to back it up. Uh, for example, 
different articles have been surfaced, especially about the link between air quality and diabetes. And I know that you and I have read several articles on that. But you know, sometimes, or let's, let me say mainly, we link diabetes to high levels of sugar in the body. So yeah. now that we're having different studies on air pollution being a being a major cause of diabetes, what's that? What's the link between air quality and diabetes? You know, like you like you said, there's not enough data. So let's assume you are in Lagos. Like this is how the study went. You're living in Lagos. Lagos is highly polluted, obviously. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice city, but it's polluted. Uh, same with... <laughs> yeah, so same thing. Let's Even Potako talking about black suits. So let's imagine you're living there for a really long time. You're inhaling these pollutants, these toxins into your body. They're getting into your bloodstream. And given that the, the pollutants are attacking major organs. So diabetes is about insulin resistance, low insulin production, you know, things like that. Now, the pancreas now is not able to produce enough insulin or there's now insulin resistance, which of course is leading to high level of sugar in the blood. Mm -hmm. So you're not having enough insulin to take up the sugar in quotes so that everyone understands what we're talking about. So that is... That's a tendency. So the longer you inhale the pollutants, there's a high tendency, according to the studies, that you likely have diabetes. Mm, sure, sure. Yeah. I think it's 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 getting more obvious that we need to be more aware of how different environmental issues affect our health. So yeah. I, uh, your one of the episodes that you did recently was on hepatitis. Hepatitis. A, B, yeah. but now yeah. love to talk about the the link between hepatitis A and contaminated water. You know, normally we link contaminated water with typhoid fever. That's the old thing. Oh, once people you know, I have typhoid, you say, oh, what have you been eating or what did you drink? But we normally don't ask. Uh, you know, most people don't even have an idea of hepatitis A. And why this question is coming up is because I realized that okay. For example, I'm going to use Lagos as an example again. And a lot of people always ask, oh, so you see, I was using Lagos, but it's because I live in Lagos and it's very easy for me to identify with Lagos. I mean, now Lagos has become very, very populated with waste. And yeah. so because now the rains are coming, so it's very easy for surface water runoff into to seep into different people's water source yes and, you know, most times most people i'm going to use myself as an example we buy water in my house so mm -hmm. even now thinking about it i'm thinking okay where is my source where is the source of water that, that we buy for? i'm just thinking there are some people that can't buy water so they make do with whatever kind of water that is available find. Yeah, which sometimes it's unsafe to drink. So yeah, can you please shed more light on hepatitis, hepatitis A and contaminated? Well, thankfully, hepatitis A is not as grave as hepatitis, hepatitis. B. But if care is not taken too, hepatitis A can lead to grave consequences. So please, can you shed more light on, on this? 
Yeah, uh, the thing is, hepatitis A, obviously everyone knows it's a viral kind of um, thing, but the thing is, open defecation can play a role, you know. Um, yeah, someone to live in Lagos. <laughs> someone defecates and then it flows into the gutter, the gutter, like the surface water, it goes in, seeps into people's source of water, and then the mother drinks the water, she also shares it with her children, we have hepatitis A without us knowing. So another question is, what, where exactly is your source of water? What, where, where is it coming from? Is it well water? Is it tap water? Where exactly? Is it clean? Is it really clean? So I think that's the question we should be asking. Where exactly? We should be asking those questions. Where exactly is ours? Is it, you don't think because it's bottled, that means it is pure in quotes. It may not be pure water. It may actually be drinking yeah. something that is contaminated. So what you can do, there's this um, advent now, people are talking about um, Bausan filter, which of course helps with 99.9% of turning like brown water into colorless normal water, which actually kills the pathogens, the the bacteria and all the things you can think of. And then there's um, clay filter. So I think people should be thinking of how do I get it? maybe this will help solve the problem because it actually turns the water from really dirty water to clean water. So um, I don't know, maybe stakeholders, organizations can push for this as well because I don't know which day we are going to have clean water and you open your tap and government is going to give us clean water. I hope for that day, but for now, people should think of water filters. It's very interesting. I know water filters have been around for a while, but I know, I think that most people don't know about biosand. No. But I think it it would be interesting to bring on another episode to just talk more about the biosand and clay filters. It would be nice for people to know that there are cheap alternatives that they can have to purify their water. Yeah. So yeah, I, I have just one final question to ask. And this is from another parent too, because the, the, well, let me let me ask the question. The question is environmental health impacts and children. What should parents watch out for? Now, because okay. I know that you know sometimes you don't realize some illnesses that you have until maybe you're older and you're wondering, oh, did this thing just happen? How long have you known? How long have you you know? Because I think most times we normally don't go for tests. Yeah, I don't think most people take their children to the hospitals, except maybe they are running a temperature or they fall ill. That's when you go for tests. But now, what should parents look out for in their children? Um, I think because our environment is not totally clean environmentally, so now we need to. It's not only when your child falls sick, or even you, you as an adult, you wait when you fall ill. I think when you start seeing your child having allergies, when you see your child coughing unnecessarily, when you see your child falling ill, uh, not quite frequently, and you really don't understand what's going on, I think that's the time you should also see the doctor. And because of the kind of environment we are in, I would recommend yearly checkups. And a place like Portacot, because of the suit, you may say six months checkup so that you know that your children are doing well. You check the water 
do you need to check your water? Is your water clean? Is your environment clean? Do you need to do proper sanitation? Do you need to have mosquito nets? Uh, do you need to check the kind of food your child eats in school? Is the environment clean? You know, things like that. Let's go for checkup, not just because you want to find a disease, but just because doctors should certify that you're okay. So that way, you you the earlier, the better. You see something and then you can diagnose it quickly. Yeah, that, that's quite interesting. So for example, now, for parents that have children, what little things do you think that they can do to just make sure, like, for example, you know, like, how can purify outdoor air, but your indoor air, you can do something about it. So what little things do you think parents can do to just be sure i think what parents can do you can actually have indoor plants like a place like potacot indoor plants can actually help that's why they, they always emphasize don't cut down the trees that's where the importance of trees are coming in don't cut down the trees around your house don't, don't make sure you have indoor plants let your children drink lots of water it helps them. Water is like a detox on its own. Um, yes. Make sure that the, the, you don't have lead paintings so that and the, you're painting and the children are there. You know, little things like these. Don't spray the insecticides when they are there. You don't spray it right in front of their noses and then they inhale it. You know, things like that. Uh, those are what you should do. The little, little things. Go, go for checkup. Make sure you eat right. Make sure you have clean water. So basically, that that's what that those are the little things you can do. Oh, that's fantastic! Thank you so much, Doctor Wayne, for joining us. Joining us, but before we go, I, I just need to ask one final. I know I said that was the last question, but I want to ask one final question. My last episode, we spoke about policies, so it's now since we don't have environmental policies, we have them. But what do you think the government can do to actually to? Actually just solidify the fact that these policies are being followed because whether we like it or not people's health health are being affected by our different environmental issues so what do you think the government can do what impact assessment can they put in place to just make sure that these policies are followed i i think first of all we need community engagement. You cannot give a policy and no one understands the policy. Have you broken the policy down for people, to, for the average Nigerian to understand in his language? Did you do a public service announcement? So I think all the stakeholders need to sit down, everybody from the top to the bottom, and then let's see, okay, this is the policy we have. So break it down, let everybody understand it. So when you know you've passed that information, so when you, start, you want to start catching people and saying you broke the law, you have a way to hold them for it because you say, oh, I told you about this in Igbo, in Yoruba, in Hausa, in Shekiri, you know, things like that. Government and everybody involved needs to sit down. Hmm, so true. I really, really agree with that. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Wayne. This has been a fantastic episode with you. And I'll be looking forward to bringing you some other time because it's clear it's clear that we have so many things to talk about yeah i know i know i'll come don't worry you'll pay me (laughs) i will i will so thank you everyone for listening to today's episode as always if you have any questions to ask please send your questions to the climb if you also have any questions to ask dr wayne you can also send it to the climb at hotmail.com and i'll be sure to pass the 
questions onto her. Thank you so much and have a fun.